Hello and welcome to another episode of the Racing Your Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Barr, and uh, good good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you might be. Um, I wanted to check in with Rick Noop this morning, and uh, he had a wonderful weekend last weekend at the uh, at the historic races in Daytona. Rick, how you doing this morning? And uh, great to hear you. Great to hear you again. Hey, uh, Trent. No, everything is good. And as a matter of fact, you're you're correct. I was uh, running with the HSR group, Historic Sports Car Racing, and uh, the David uh, that David Henton does a masterful job on. Uh, yes, his organization, and uh, for me, it was extra special. I started my pro career at Daytona International Speedway. Yeah, in a Porsche RSR. I come back 43 years later to drive a Porsche, a little bit different uh, model, but yeah. it was a it was a 73 911. Uh, they call it a GT slash RS. Okay, yeah. There's a there's a lot of call numbers on that. I don't want to confuse the audience, but uh, it's a long nosed Porsche that has got glass pardon me fiberglass doors and oh yeah has a cute little duck bill on the back yeah and my gosh trent we were able to work with some of the engineers uh, we got it up to 152 miles an hour at the base of the um trioval wow and as you know from the days when i was driving there they didn't have the luxury of all of the lights uh, oh, yeah. that the France company and the makeover that the Speedway's gone through uh, yes. approximately um, 10 years ago now. But gosh, they've got elevators, they've got boutiques. And, but the basic track is the same, the Roval. Yeah. But the driving, uh, you can almost drive Trent, that track at nighttime without lights on oh, because wow. of the illumination of the super speedway yeah yeah wow that's amazing so i mean i remember we sort of conversed about this little episode before um before this call and you had i mean i was watching your pictures on facebook and you were texting me some stuff um you had a, a bit of a you've been in sort of a reunion kind of a mode for the last month or month and a half with the stuff that happened in pontiac michigan last month and then you come to Daytona and it's more of a reunion sort of atmosphere again, wouldn't you say? Oh, you know, I, you couldn't be more accurate. I'm just, I think even when we're little kids, you know, we want to be accepted with our, our schoolmates and we would then all of a sudden we go to high school and people want to be the best dancer or the best football player and all that. And, yeah. You know, I've been doing this for a while and I, um, came up with this this uh i i watched it just before i left for daytona and it was some figure skating and the announcer said this yeah those two are celebrating their skill set mm. and i just it resonated trent and, yeah uh, out there in the audience it resonated i just happened to have a reunion yeah. you're accurate saying that i was walking around the garages there and i'd look to my right and i'd see someone that i that's been part of this 40 plus year career of driving road racing cars yeah wow 
Mike Colucci was there. Our mutual friend, Trent, Dan, Dan Binks. Oh, Danny God, Binks that, was there. That's cool. I saw him at Sonoma. Yeah. yeah. He was at Sonoma and he mentioned that. I mentioned that you and I have got a great episode oh, going cool. on. And so, and then Joe Vardy was there on my left. And oh, really? Heard, you know, and Dan, Dan Binks started in the GT under category. Yeah. And uh, I spent a year in the GT under category before Dan Binks. And then, as you know, our mutual friend, Tommy Kendall. Yeah. That's where he got his footprint in American road racing. Yeah. Yeah. Dan goes on to what? The CR5s and 7s and the freight trains called Corvettes. Yeah. 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 And he was with one of the Corvettes. And so then I'm walking down and I see, I hear, nope. And it's oh Mike really? Colucci. It's and Colucci. It's Mike, wow. Mike Colucci. And wow. he said, Oh my goodness. And so we're getting into some of the base rock of American road racing in this word that you and I celebrate occasionally, glorious days. Yeah, I know, yeah. Now, now granted the the Tipo sixty one bird cages, the series one GTOs, the series two GTOs, mm. the Maserati four fifty S's, the Sterling Moss and the Mercedes, um, and the Juan Manuel Fangio. That to me is the real and my father's ear is the glorious. But right. when people start thinking about this new car called a G or this new class, GTP. Right. Grand touring prototypes. Yeah. Man, I was pretty darn uh, fortunate and was with some really good teams. And oh, yeah. um, they, so the little bit of the glorious of road racing, they were all there last week. Or well, not everybody, obviously. Oh, yeah. But the, some of the people that were there, not only was my job to, to uh, and, and my joy to be invited to go there, yeah. but um, I was up in the control tower and I was doing a little bit of, Hey, I remember when stuff, but I was also focused on my skill set and that's celebrating the skill set. So all in all, the racing ear podcast was there live. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was driving. Yeah. And and I had mutual friends since we've grown our friendship. Yeah. We're, we're putting more cars on the locomotive right now. And I couldn't be more proud of, of our, uh, every couple of weeks being on on the air and yeah. uh, where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. Yeah, I, you know, I just love following you and just all the stuff that you've done this year with the DK Racing School and the M1 Concourse and the Motorsports Hall of Fame and uh, the, uh, the, 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 the M1 Concourse Speed Fest that was – I'm sorry if I got that wrong, but – Yeah, the American – festival yes yes thank you and then you just got and, and you just here got, we are and yeah i mean you're with me on my travels because i'm there with ralph shaheen and yeah and david hobbs and hobbs says nope what are you doing i said well we i said this guy trent bar and i are are, are, are starting a little thing and he says for christ's sake call me so, oh my god david hobbs oh my. yeah i'm sort of the traveling little um I'm the scout in the Indian tribe going out on the warpath for us. Oh, my God. The thing thing I totally dig about this is the phone, and you're awfully nice to bring up some of those driving schools, but all these started, and you and I started, during COVID. Yeah, the COVID, yeah. So if you can swim during troubled waters, man, I salute you, brother. And and to go back to Daytona, I got to tell you another thing. Yeah. It just – 
blows my mind to this day. Yes, there's a different entry uh, or entrance. We come in at the, about the middle of the super speedway one and two. Oh, yeah. And we used to go into a real, almost like a, a board hole in your favorite underground fort when you were a kid. And it was yeah. called turn four. Right. And to see that sort of closed and looking like a dead end street and, and without the lights and to go by, once you get into the infield, brother, you still say, holy crap. Wow. This place, it takes my breath away. And I've I've been there for, I think I've done 15 or tw- Rolex 24-hour. And to be back again, it, it's, it, it blows your mind. Yeah. And it's like coming back to a good friend, but it is massive. That's cool. That's so and cool. And I still feel the jolt. It's like looking at the hangers at Moffett Field and you're going, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I've seen Daytona from a distance. I've seen it on TV. I have no sort of, um, I think my grandma took a trip to Daytona beach once. And she told me that the Daytona motor speedway was just this massive, um, cathedral kind of place or amphitheater or whatever they call it, a stadium, whatever you call it of racing and of history and of, uh, passion that it's just something you have to see in order to appreciate it. And it's not going to, I mean, for somebody watching stuff all the time on television, it's sort of, you gotta be there to see what it, what it's all, what it's all about. And I hope I get to see it one day. Well, and I hope the blazes, you and I are both together to see it. I I know, man. It is absolutely everything your grandmother said, and for me, I've been there a lot. And yes, it's been, uh, I think, 10 years. Uh, wow. I was there for an Aston Martin sort of um, uh, arrive and drive. But okay. in order to be in competition in cars that um, that are for racing purposes only, not sort of a dealership road car, visually, it blows your mind. Oh, wow. uh, Dor- Dorsey Schroeder was telling me, oh, yeah. yep, we're he says, nope, we're back at the big house. Oh, there I you thought. go. Yeah. And um, no, I, that was a very prolific description. And, you know, for you to describe it like that and for me to say I'm, it's like an old friend to me, but it is massive. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing. Yeah, it's just amazing. I, I, I really appreciate um, you filling me in on what's going on. And and it's amazing to me that. um you know, I'm a fan of how things get to where they need to go, and I, it, it's amazing that um, you don't fly into Daytona, you know, uh, to do to do your stuff, to do the to do the event. You got to fly to Orlando, is that right? No, Just, I made a mistake on that because I was trying to keep my American. No, the uh, Daytona National Speedway is right uh, is is half a mile from Daytona uh, Airport. Oh, okay, but okay. I, I've been flying, as you um, the po- pointed out earlier in this podcast. I've been flying to Detroit about once every couple of months. Yeah, and I was on American Airlines, right? And I just American doesn't go into Daytona, so oh. I went into Orlando. Oh, but no okay. day. Uh, if you're on Delta, and I've always done that in the years past, but I was, you know, I'm thinking, here, here I go. I've got to get my my points. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of bit me. But that's a whole other podcast coming home. Oh, I, geez, yeah. I think I gave you some cliff notes on that. It was a disaster because oh. Sunday I was supposed to be home, and I didn't get home till Monday morning at 4 a.m. Oh or no, no, Wednesday morning at 4 a.m. 
because of the 1400 flights that who canceled oh. American airlines. Oh man. I'm so sorry. But I, you I, know, I am so thrilled that it's not going to put a blemish in terms of the experience and the, yeah. and the strength of driving a super speedway and driving it well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Developing a car. And as you started this podcast, it was a complete, like, um, um, a, a motorsports reunion for me. And I'm just, I just love the fact that, we have ways to poll or kind of cross pollinate some of these racetracks. I yeah. see a lot of my, and some of the tracks that you and I both love, uh, Elkhart Lake. I see yeah. the Brian Redman classics and, you know, um, to be with Bobby uh, Ray Hall and, and not going, Hey Bobby, let's talk, but just to give a high, Hey, Noob, good to see you. I go, Hey Bobby, you know, and I don't name drop, yeah. but I've been at this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't have my war paint on my driver's suit, you know, an hour afterwards, I just put it on like a gentleman out there. And when it's necessary, I, there's no profiling, but you can't help with this beautiful organization yeah. to not meet some of your heroes, your competitors, and you're seeing cars. Gosh, I remember that there was a couple of marches there that were like the, and the, the Whittington um, car was there. The JLP car was there yes, or, a, yes. or a tribute to yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, Martini Rossi 935. There was yeah. a blue coral 935 that the Chevrolet Corvettes with our buddy Banks. Yeah. yeah. 209 miles an hour at the, at the trial. Holy smokes. Whoa. <laughs> And oh, re- remember this, I used to run that place with you no know, chicane and those flame breathing 962s and all that stuff. Oh, now with the man. chicane and the vet at 209, Ooh. I mean, brother, that locomotive rolls. Ooh. You don't lift in the banking there. And when you got that kind of horsepower and that kind of a gentleman like Binks and, and an X factory vet, and they got some pretty good guys in there, I went, oh, my Lord. And it just shakes the ground like a Harley Davidson in a tunnel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's all the good stuff, Trent. It's all the good stuff. So can you describe a little bit of what the, the, I guess it's the sanctioning body or the organizers did to sort of, were you guys racing at all 24 hours of the day and did the event sort of end Saturday night or something? They run about seven classes. And yeah, they divide yeah. 24 by seven. So if you think about it, um, we I, uh, we started at three in the uh, at two in the afternoon to three, and then we were next up at about seven to eight, and okay. then it was like one in the morning, and then our final thing was seven to eight. Oh, so wow. um, th- what they do is if they got six classes divide by twenty four, then it'd be be four uh, driving stints. Oh, so wow. the, the the clock keeps ticking, but they are cycling yeah. the class A, class B, and they normally try to do it with power to weight, okay. like they do a GTU, GTO, or GTP. You're not going to have one of the Mazda RX-7s in with an Intrepid that's going 200. Oh, I see. So they try to have light classes go, and they end up, um, dividing the amount of classes they've got by the hours. And so instead of like every way, it's the first time I've ever had that luxury. All of a sudden the car, you know, you stop and you regroup and you don't get in the car again for, yeah. for, for five hours. Wow. You know, most of the time, you know, when the pace car comes in, you're committed to that car for the rest of the deal. But right. this, you got checkered flag, the session's over, and then they do the next group. So they cycle all the groups for a portion or a segment of the 24. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you, 
So when, if you think about it, you're going to get a daytime, you're going to get a nighttime, you're going to get a sunrise. So you get all the elements, there but you, you don't go. get the, you don't get the grueling. Okay, here we go. We got to change brake pads, and we're 12 hours into the race, and couple that with a with a with a fuel change. So oh my it, gosh. It's it's a different dynamic, but it has all the joy of day. Yeah. Twilight, night, sunrise, checker. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It's called formerly the Classic 24. And yeah. It's just a wonderful event. And like I mentioned earlier, the people that run this thing are, are they are very, very capable. Yeah. Yeah. So how was the weather uh, during the event? I remember you were texting something about the, 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 the sort of wind and the rain is sort of changing things a little bit. Did that... Did that play a factor in the in the weekend festivities? Yeah, in a kind of a big way. I flew out Tuesday because they were going to have course orientation. I hadn't been on the track for 15 years, oh, and I, wow. but prior to that, I'd done you know 15, 24 hours. So it was an old friend, but yeah. the traffic was. Excuse me, the weather was quite typical for Florida, oh, uh, wow. and with the radar tracking we have, compliments of basically the FAA's version of MapQuest, you could see right. the fronts coming in. And if there is lightning within an eight mile or it's either eight mile or four mile radius, they shut the track down. So oh. we had prevailing winds, yeah. uh, rain that wasn't coming down uh, parallel, but, it, but you know, the wind and rain, and then all of a sudden that causes friction. And yeah. now we have lightning. So we had kind of a very challenging for not just me, but for all the competitors, we we really couldn't uh, utilize the track for um, all the full practice sessions and the evening practices because the weather sim- simply um, wasn't conducive. Wow! And as you know, road races rain or shine, but in Florida, yeah. when hell breaks loose, it, it they turn the volume up. You know, mm-hmm. we all kind of moan when we get a whiteout on the donner pass but they get all that but in a different way because of the tropical and humid areas yes yes well i mean yeah and it's also in you know late october when it's probably a bit cooler than it would be at you know different times of the year is that correct or is it oh yeah yeah Yeah. but you know i'll tell you one thing trent you're very observant on that but the humidity is full-blown and i was looking at these little you know, iPhones or whatever in the hell we've got in life uh, on the weather report, looking at the temperature and the humidity. And I was, and I'm in pretty good shape right now. It was amazing coming from the Valley where I live and then going to the humidity. And I've been doing a lot of cardio and stuff. And it, it, uh, at 70 degrees there, it felt like a hundred because the humidity was about 90. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's cooler. I've been at Daytona through my racing career in the heat of July where you'd lose six pounds to wear this. But, um, I, I tell you what, uh, when it's all said and done where I've been and where I am and where I'm going and uh, with what you and I are doing on these updates, I'm awfully proud to be the phones ringing and these driving schools and to go to, here we go, the big house. Yes. Yes. The place is awesome. And to be back in a Porsche and uh, Craig Sutherland, I can't thank enough uh, David Hinton's group. He's got heritage motorsports. Not only is he, the chief guy for HSR, he also has a, a Rive and Drive. He had about 
can Porsches there that he brought for customers. Oh, wow. And he is multitasking and the registration and the personnel he has. Dorsey, our mutual friend, is, yeah. he, he takes care of, of being the, the grand kind of um, uh, overseer, the not scrutineering, but driver's go-to guy. And um, it's really a pleasant experience. And I think we'll have some opportunities to do some other races with them and um, I'm awfully, awfully proud and kind of humbled because, you know, yeah. just walking down there is kind of like Yankee Stadium again. And, yeah. and the people that are, it, it's a beautiful way to have people that have been doing this for a while. And here I go again, celebrate your skill set. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. Taming well, race cars is kind of an interesting thing. And, and if you don't let your, if you're confident, not arrogant. It's an awful nice pat on the back to be able to drive different category cars from Pikes Peak yeah. to a sprint car to to road racing. Yeah. And to make to make them behave and drive them like a gentleman. That's mm. my whole goal. That is so cool, Rick. Well, hey, I wanted to wish you a, a happy weekend and happy um I guess the the time changes tomorrow morning, and so happy regular time again. And well, it's always an honor, Trent, and we we have a good thing going here. We've we've got a number of these filed in the racing here library, and and I enjoy it so much now. You just wait a couple of months, and I can I can I can kind of pick them out of the the archives, and and I I love the footprint we're doing, and yeah. it's an honor. Well, it's an honor to talk to you too, and and thank you so much again, and. I'm looking forward to new stuff with Rick Noop and uh, and some of uh, some of the folks that are in your Rolodex. I mean, that'd be that that's such an honor and such a privilege. So, man, thank you very much again. It's my pleasure. We work. Uh, trust me, and I trust you. That's why we're together. We're going to have a real interesting lineup over the holidays. All okay. right, man. All right. Well, hey, have a great weekend, and and thank you so much, folks, for listening. This has been. We're checking in with Rick Noop after his uh, racing weekend in, in Daytona Beach, Florida. So f thank you so much for listening, folks. Good night.